Hey, I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so this weekend was really big for us. Mm-hmm. We finally saw Black Panther. So excited. And we've been really excited about this. We bought tickets like two, three weeks Multiple ago. Multiple weeks ago. Yeah. Um... And we had been looking forward to it for a really long time. Since the trailers came out. Yeah. Was and there a trailer mm, at Wonder Woman? And we were like, <gasps> oh, was there? There I might have so. been. I think so. Um, and then we also um, managed to avoid spoilers. Yes. Like, neither of us read any reviews. Good job, Twitter, for <laughs> keeping it in line. I'm trying to think if anything was spoiled for me, and I don't think anything mm-mm, was. Mm-mm. Like, I saw more spoilers about The Bachelorette than I did Black Panther. <laughs> Always. So... It's good. So this is like totally fresh take. This is just us in the theater for two and a half hours. Feeling feelings. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Where do you want to start? Oh my gosh. Great question. Because there's tons of places to start. Um, I'd say let's start with like the, the, the world. Because I, I feel okay. like the purpose of this movie was to do world building mm-hmm. to introduce us to Wakanda show us what it's like sketch out what the society is about and um hit on what its values are okay so that it can like build on that for what I'm hoping will be Black Panther 2 which I am so excited to speculate about what it's going to be about um but it shows us just like a really exciting new like space mm-hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we haven't seen before. That's and true. And I'm really psyched about it. It does. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun because it's not like the normal, you know, like New York City or um, wherever they were in the first Thor movie, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think they were in mm-hmm. New Mexico. And it's not Asgard. I was talking about how it's kind of fun to see a place that's not like as ridiculous as space or like the concept mm-hmm. of another mm-hmm. planet. And it's not you know, seeing New York City get destroyed for the seven millionth time because yeah, we been see there, that over that. and over and over. Yeah. Seriously. And I like that um, usually when we're, like, we're shown, like, a, ooh, a special, like, high-tech, like, atmosphere, it's mm-hmm. all, like, chrome and steel and glass. Yeah. And it feels very sterile. It does. But in Wakanda, like, the technology lab and, like, the mines and everything are, like, fun and ex- interesting to explore and yeah. covered in like light and color and I thought it was fun it was fun good set design it, oh the set design was really good mm-hmm. it was really good I did read um gosh now I'm not gonna remember what review that oh it was AV Club I did read the AV Club review yesterday and it was talking about how the biggest weakness was the CGI and the like depictions of Wakanda that we saw and like how they were, I don't know. Because it is, like, entirely, like, you know, built and created. And it's not necessarily filmed on location anywhere. Right. It's an entirely separate uh, space that's imagined. So it was filmed in either Georgia or sense. Australia. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Um, but, I like, that didn't even occur to me when we were watching. It didn't bother me as a viewer. Like, I wasn't invested in, like, how good the CGI was. Mm-mm. I was invested in how good the storytelling was. Yeah, and how good the actors were. Yes. And how cute they were. Yes. Not that we're shallow or anything. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm shallow. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> At least a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so, yes, it was very cool to build a whole nother part of the university, something we had never seen before and had only, like, very, very briefly in concept been introduced mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, one thing to caution, like, listeners about this episode of the podcast is we are going to spoil every last little bit of this movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, you probably should just, like, wait till you've seen it Mm -hmm. uh, to listen because we're not going to, we're not going to hold back. Nope. Um, So let's talk, like, absolute highlights. Like, what were the parts where you, like, you were hitting me on the arm and I was, like, (laughs) clutching and I was like, I'm so stressed out. Um, Um, What were the most intense uh, moments? Okay. I think the first one was the first face-off between Mm T'Challa before he was crowned king and the guy from the gorilla tribe. Mm -hmm. The one that's in the mountains. The one that's in the mountains. Yeah. Because that was really our first... um, view of any sort of like challenger Mm -hmm. 
And it was also our introduction to sort of how their world worked. Like, yeah. this is a valid thing that happens. Yeah, like, you need to earn the mm-hmm. title of Black Panther, and the way yep. that you earn that is through ritual combat. Mm-hmm. So I think that was, like, the first big one. Mm-hmm. Um, probably followed by the scene when Martin Freeman, Agent Ross... Mm-hmm. And T'Challa are um, questioning the crazy guy. Claw. What was his name? Claw. Yes. <laughs> um, when they were questioning him. And then fucking Michael B. Jordan just like pops, pops up out of nowhere. Blows and, shit up. Yeah. Steals him. Leaves. Yeah. yeah. I think those were like the first two like crazy highlights. Mm-hmm. Where we were like, okay, we're in for a ride right now. Yeah. Speaking of a ride, I'd yep. say this movie has one of the strongest car chases. That I've seen lately because it's very hard to impress me with a car chase. I tend to very much zone out because I think at the start of any car chase, the end is kind of predetermined. Like, you know, the hero's going to get away and mm-hmm. like a bunch of shit's going to get fucked up in the meantime. And I'm like, just like, oh, okay, I'll just like take a nap and then I'll wake up when this whole thing's over. Because it's just a lot of like flinging metal and bodies and colors and I can't keep up. But this one was fun because you introduced like, vibranium into the mix and like yeah. weird weapons that like disintegrate cars and like leave Lupita Nyong'o just like sliding Ooh, sliding down a her, hill in her chair as her car is just like falling apart around her and the whole concept of um T'Challa's uh sister like remote controlling the car cool. from Wakanda and then he's in South Korea and he's like riding the car and I was like, what? This is great. Um, so I was very impressed that it showed me something I hadn't seen before in a car chase. And then I stayed engaged that whole time. Because it's not easy to do. Well, for Anne. For I, happen to, I happen to love a good <laughs> car chase. Feel? I love the Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies. I love them. I love a good car chase. I love the, like... It's ridiculous, right? Like, it's not intended to be something that's taken seriously like i especially remember and i'm not going to remember in which fast and the furious movie this happens but they're like trying to steal i think gas Mm -hmm. from um some big like semi truck right Mm -hmm. and they're trying to like remove some of the units um that are carrying gas and at one point the um truck started going so fast that it like totally loses control and it's a really windy road and it's going downhill and at some point i don't know something happens shenanigans happen it starts rolling and of course Vin Diesel does some like ridiculous thing where he like exactly figures out how it's going to roll and like, figures out where Perfect. he needs to put the car <laughs> so that he doesn't get run over. Um, and I love shit like that, but this was unique in that it was like the melding of superheroes and car chases. Mm-hmm. And that's not something we've really seen outside of the only thing that I referenced was Captain America winter soldier. Mm-hmm. So there's a really good car chase there. Um, But again, I have different feelings about car chases than you do. But the whole um, aspect of, you know, not really knowing what's indestructible and how indestructible it is Mm -hmm. and him like fucking flying around with his claws and like fucking shit up. Just gymnastic. Yeah. There's bridges involved. I love it. And like great outfits. Great outfits throughout. (laughs) For everyone. Of, yeah, there were a lot of great outfits. And then how it, like, had led in from the club scene where, like, The weekend is singing in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're in a casino. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, I don't know. Um, it felt very, like, almost heist movie in that moment. And yeah. I love a good heist yeah, movie. Yeah, I was like, ooh, this feels like a, like a James Bond, like, spy mm-hmm. thriller. Or, like, Ocean's like, Eleven. Oh, but... my friend from the CIA. Yeah. And they're like, and then she's like, I've been made. <laughs> and they... Bust out and of there. she busts out her spear. Oh, that was like, oh, so too bad. <laughs> too bad. Just like spear time shit now. The spear. I love it. Yeah, that's. I forgot about that scene. That scene was also fantastic. And that was the scene I think that there was a lot of build up for because that was something they showed really heavily in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, makes sense. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there was a lot of build up to be like, is it going to be as good as it was? Like, did they hype it too much? No, they that's didn't the hype it too the much. Movie. Yeah. Absolutely. I was satisfied. That was great. Oh, yeah. Who are your favorite characters? <sighs> okay. Well, I have a big, big, big crush on Chadwick Boseman. So T'Challa mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. and I love the like kind of tortured, carrying the weight of the world, Yeah. you know, heart of gold character. Like mm-hmm. that just really speaks to me. It kind of um, 
coincides with we've been watching the originals and he's sort of like an elijah he's like a more moral elijah even though like because t'challa isn't gonna like rip people's hearts out exactly and elijah does that all the time he does it he has a flair for the dramatic that i think (laughs) t'challa does not have yeah t'challa he is like dramatic but in the sense of like wanting to uh i'm I'm thinking of his like fashion choices so there's a scene where um he's in shuri's lab which is his sister and head of like the Wakandan technology department. And she's developed brand new Black Panther suits and she shows them off. And one is like very like gaudy and like gold um, and like makes a statement. And the other one is much more muted and like silver. And he's like, mm, as much as I like, like this gold one and <laughs> think it looks really great. This other one makes more sense for me. So that's kind of, that, that's where <laughs> T'Challa stands on uh, drama thought it was a telling scene yeah no absolutely but he also i don't know i also am reminded of the scene where he shows up in sandals in the lab and she's like are you <laughs> fucking kidding me right now yeah. with these sandals <laughs> she pulls a vine moment she's like what are those <laughs> that was very fun. I, was fun I had i was entertained um okay so t'challa for sure the sister shuri, shuri. is love her um she's hilarious Stole every scene. she calls someone colonizer so good it was so good and yeah, I was, and her fashion is just on point Amazing. at all times. There's no point where she's not, like, looking so good. And I think also I was struck by, like, during the ritual combat scene, mm-hmm. the first one. Yeah. Because there are two. She's wearing this, like, cool, like, face, like, not a mask. It's almost like a necklace for your chin. Oh, but yeah, it's got, yeah. like, teeth on it. Mm-hmm. And she looks so good. Yeah. Everyone looked so good the entire time. Mm-hmm. Except Martin Freeman. Yeah, but his role wasn't to look so good. His no. role was to be there. Yeah. I kind of refer to him as the, like, sort of audience insert. Like, mm-hmm. he, his reactions to things are our reactions yeah. to things. Yeah. Where he's like, what? What? What What, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Explain to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's good. He's good, dude. He took, yeah. a, he took a bullet for... He took a for... bullet for Lupita. Yeah. Nakia, that's Nikia. her character's there name. Of yeah. the River Tribe. Of the River Tribe. You can tell because she wears green. She does. Yeah. She does. It's, it's all very conveniently color-coded, the whole society. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, and then in terms of other characters, I think I think those were the faves, for sure. I had very different feelings about Michael B. Jordan than you did, because Anne has a big, mm-hmm. big crush on Michael B. Jordan. He's a beautiful man. So Anne would be like, ooh. Like, I love you, don't get hurt. And I'd be like, die, bitch, die. Because he was the bad person. You want him to die. But Anne did not feel that way. I didn't want him to die. <laughs> he is the villain. He but is. he is a very charming villain. He's a scary villain. He's I was scary, like, but he's got he's just got a good face. And there's that part at the beginning where like, yeah, he he poisons that woman, but he's got those cute glasses. <laughs> I'm worried if there's, like, a real-life villain who happens to be really attractive and Anne is like, oh, like, I know I should be feeling a certain way, but, like, you're so cute. I think I'm susceptible to that. I think you are. (laughs) Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Please don't call me out. Well, no, please do call me out on it because I need somebody to do that. I will call you out on um, it. Don't worry. I'm I'm charmed by by good looks. I mean, we all are to Mm -hmm. to some extent, but I think the evilness eclipses the hotness. For me, or at least ah. it did in this scenario. So people, I think some of the discussion out there is like, oh, is this like one of Marvel's first like fully like fleshed out and compelling villains? Um, which I don't know if it's no. the first time that's happened because I feel like Loki. I've thought that before. Loki. Oh yeah, Loki. absolutely. Loki is like the OG full fleshed yeah. out amazing Marvel villain. That's another one I'm so charmed by his looks. But oh I yeah. I don't even mind. Well, he also like, I don't know. He has this kind of smarmy like, I don't know confident whereas Michael B. Jordan just felt like really unhinged the entire time and I was like oh god what are you gonna do like you're so yeah. evil like his, his name is Eric Killmonger, Killmonger yeah. and he's like oh I have like scarification for everybody I've murdered yeah and it's all over his body and you're like oh wow yikes his evil is like super on the surface and he never pretends to be a good guy it's literally displayed it's literally on his body Mm -hmm. uh whereas loki has his moments where he's like thor but i'm being like a good brother and i love you and everything's fine and then of course he betrays him every single Mm -hmm. time but like he has those moments where you're like "Eh, can we trust him can can we can we trust him yeah he shifts back from a snake and goes (laughs) what 
I just watched that the other day. It was amazing. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Thor Ragnarok. If you haven't seen it yet, do Ugh. it. Winner. We're going to definitely see that again. Yeah. But I, I like Michael B. Jordan in this as Eric Killmonger, as a complex villain, because he has a point and he's making an argument mm-hmm. that like Lupita Nyong'o's character had already kind of made. And since yeah. it's like, why aren't we doing more? Like, mm-hmm. why are we isolationist Wakanda? As yeah. in a context where there's so much suffering and then we could specifically do so much good, like in medical fields for refugees, like things like that. Mm-hmm. So like Lupita Nyong'o's character, like Nakia, she's like, here's all like, the good we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Killmonger's approach is different because as someone named Eric Killmonger, you might predict he's like, here's all the war we could wage yeah. and then create domination and therefore we can like win and then we'll make a just society. So very different approaches to the same question, yeah. but both kind of asking asking the same questions. Like, why are we isolationist now? Yeah. And it definitely makes sense in terms of where they're coming from because Michael B. Jordan's character, Eric Killmonger, grows up in Oakland. Mm-hmm. His father dies when he's a kid, mm-hmm. um, and he grows up in the States, right? So, and ends up um, in the Army. But his perspective is much more from like the marginalized side of things Mm -hmm. instead of like recognizing that there are marginalized communities. Like that's what Lupita's character um, dedicates herself to is, you know, being a spy and helping people and um, Eric, because of his different upbringing is like, let's burn everything to the ground and start over. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also someone who's kind of been denied his birthright. So like he, is a prince just as much as yep, T'Challa was growing up. Um, Except kind of a his secret, dad was a traitor. A secret one. So, yeah, and his dad was like, oh, well, we're going to steal a vibranium. And then there's this whole, like, secret plot. It's very intense um, mm-hmm. in the beginning scene. Um, so his his dad, Prince Njobu, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, Let me double check right. that. Yes. Uh, loses his life for that. And um, Eric is just kind of, like, left there in Oakland, like, orphaned and yep. kept secret. Whereas, like, this is something that T'Challa learns about later, and he's, like, questioning his dad. He's like, why why did you leave him there? Like, why did we could have, like, brought him back to Wakanda? We could have, like, raised him, but you just abandoned him. So lots of moral decisions being made that there's – it's just a lot of, you know, intense moments. Oh, yeah, And absolutely. empathy, and that's good. Oh. Because there's definitely, definitely like, T'Challa holds a lot of empathy for Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, even as – Eric literally came within two seconds of completely killing him. Yep. And taking over. Well, and the presumably, like, did. Like, he thought he killed him. Yeah, he did. He, like, threw him over he cliff. He was glad about it. He was like, bye. That was very tense. That was really scary. I was like, <sighs> but since the movie is called Black Panther, like, we knew he wasn't going to die. We yeah. just didn't know how he was going to come back. But yeah. it was done well. <laughs> that woman in the that woman in the front row, when he comes back, she was like, I knew it. <laughs> Everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously because he like, wasn't dead yes but also like it was very tense while we, while it, we was. Like, oh it was oh my god tense. everybody thinks that he's yeah. dead and i'm very scared absolutely oh, such a good movie Ugh. i know i don't i'm like even at a loss of like where where to talk about things because i was afraid that this wasn't going to be a very fun podcast to listen to because we're not making fun of anything because we loved it mm-hmm. that much like there's nothing to snark on there's nothing to criticize really it was just a really well done movie and the first of its kind so i'm psyched i'm really excited to see where where we go from here i think i don't want this to be like a standalone the the only black panther movie i think like what i said earlier about this being like the world building and introducing us to like the important characters and the values and the ideas is great and i'm like there needs to there needs to be more. oh there will be more hype for more there will be more for sure probably not until like 2020 but there will be more i can be patient it'll be good and chadwick boseman is 41 but he doesn't look 41 so i think we got we got some time we, we got some years in him perfect i know i love it how old's uh robert downey jr oh he's older yeah. for sure but he also like looks older and also his character has a fragility like as a human uh, that yeah. none of the other ones really mm-hmm. have um because i mean his heart is shot True. Right. True. And he's only really being like kept alive and useful due to technology. So, okay, this might be kind of controversial. I was not really digging the romance. I could have done without the romance. I I love Chadwick Boseman and I love Lupita Nyong'o. Like, it wasn't 
either of their acting. It wasn't like a Thor situation where they literally have no chemistry. And I'm like, Natalie Portman shouldn't have even been in this movie because it's terrible. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I, I feel like there was so much else going on and it didn't necessarily feel forced, but it just felt very unnecessary to me. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. It was added on. But yeah, I guess I could, I could take or leave it. Like it doesn't hurt anything. Yeah. It doesn't help anything. Should we speculate about what's going to happen in Black Panther 2? Oh my gosh, 2? I don't even... Well, okay. So before we get to Black Panther 2, we have to do um, Infinity War. Ah. So that's going to be the next time we see Black Panther, mm-hmm. presumably. Um, because, you know, we have to do these ensemble movies every two years or we'll all forget who everyone is. I, I don't suppose. know. I have no idea. I, um, I realize I've skipped most of the ensemble movies. Hmm. You're not missing out on much. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have no idea. So where we leave. Okay, let's talk about where we leave off. So we leave off with Eric Killmonger being dead. They're watching a sun. Yeah, it was very set? emotional. Sunrise? I, I, sunset. Sunset. I, I cried a little bit. <laughs> Hands are softy. Yeah. Um, they're, <laughs> watching, they're watching a sunset. And oh, and also he's stabbed in the heart. Yeah. While they're watching the sunset. Yeah. They're not just watching a sunset. That's true. It's like a, um, gosh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's like a gesture. Yeah. Because Eric did have like one very, very, very small, soft part somewhere buried yeah, deep inside exactly. where he was like, my dad told me about how beautiful Wakanda is. And I just like, I've never really been able to experience that. So mm-hmm. T'Challa, because he's a also huge softy, he's just a marshmallow. Yeah. Um, they they compliment each other. They do, they do. So they go watch the sunset together while while Eric is dying, mm-hmm. which is I I found it emotional because like T'Challa's like honestly like we got really good medicine here like we could fix you and he's like yeah, yeah but you'd end up just imprisoning me and I don't want that so I'd rather die. Which is legit. I mean they would never trust him again. They yeah. would have no reason to. So very intense. Like after someone throws you off a cliff, like it's hard to come back yeah. from that. Yeah. So, and after you burned all of the heart stuff. That's that's what I think is going to be a question in Black Panther 2 is now that they have lost their secret garden of like their level up stuff. herb that mm-hmm. helps with um, you know, Black Panther superpowers. What does that mean for Wakandan society? Like are they able to re-engineer that? Is it gone forever? Is Black Panther T'Challa like the last Black Panther? Like what does it mean? I'm so anxious about it well but he already was the black panther before he even like consumed any of that like it was like ritualistic true but i mean he did a lot of like and i don't know again how much of the ability is due to the suit and how Mm. much of it is like some sort of weird passed on Mm -hmm. ability because he does like crazy ass shit in the suit True. Like, crazy-ass shit. basically bulletproof. Yeah. Well, but I don't even mean... I mean, like, the physical ability. Like, the flipping everywhere and, you, you know, like... Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's some research we have to do. We gotta find some comics. Yeah. We do have to find some comics. I think that's the that's the answer. Nice. I'm excited. Um. So, in terms of what happens next, something will have to come between... Lupita and yeah. T'Challa. They like kiss and everything at the end of the movie and it sparks fly. But like no one can be happy in superhero movies. It's that's true. not how it that's, works. That's no fun. <laughs> Next you're going to have like a pepper pot situation. Yeah. Oh. So she's going to get kidnapped or something like something is going to happen or we're going to fast forward to the movie and they've realized that it doesn't work because she yeah. can't give up her. Sometimes know. I like that. I like it too. Like, let's just clean it up. Yeah. Um... But we're kind of, we're going to be sort of like starting from scratch, like with the exception of, so the end is you see T'Challa and his sister in Oakland and he's telling her that he bought like the entire city block basically mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is going to start Wakandan outreach yeah. um, for science and medicine and technology. Um, so it actually might be interesting to see how much of it takes place in the U.S. versus Ooh, Wakanda. Yeah, Because then they could like film on set and then in in a city like scape instead of like a fantasy mm-hmm. scape. Yeah. So I think the door is like wide open. I think it's really hard to anticipate where they might go. They have so many options. Do you want Black Panther to meet Spider-Man? Do I want, they've already met. Oh, 
Well, I didn't see that movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll get to that, too. Um, do you want, want them to hang out? Do I want Or are they on, like, opposite sides of Spider-Man? I feel like T'Challa would be like, shut the fuck up, Yeah, he's just not like, this kid. Stop what about it. What about Shuri? Would Shuri and Zendaya get along? I feel like maybe. But Zendaya, or MJ, yeah. um, <laughs> is... I don't, this, like, I don't give a shit kind of person. True. And Shuri is, like, she's instrumental to yeah. everything that's happening in Wakanda. So I think she would find MJ, like, kind of exhausting. Like, why don't you give a shit? Like, be a real person, mm-hmm. you know? But I do think if Shuri and uh, Spider-Man were to be together, I think he would have the biggest crush on her. Oh, like, yeah. Because she's the amazing. The biggest crush on her. She's amazing. Oh, I mean, obviously. I have the biggest crush on her. Everybody does. Everyone. She, everyone stole, does. she stole every scene. She did. She was a scene stealer. I'm not mad about it. No. And so that's good. like saying something because everyone was so be- beautiful and amazing. Yeah. You had Angela Bassett, like Lupita Nyong'o in a scene and you yeah. steal that scene. What? Yep, amazing. That's incredible. Good job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, that actress, Letitia Wright, has appeared before in an episode of Black Mirror called The Black Museum. Which Lita hasn't seen, so we're not nope. going to discuss it at length. But I will say it made me cry. It was very intense. Uh, and you should watch it because also she's fabulous in that episode as well. I'm too much of a baby. I can't watch Black Mirror. It I can't terrifying. watch things that are scary. Like, honestly, I, I, I like horror and I still get nightmares. Mm. And then my favorite episodes of Black Mirror, I watch once and I can never watch them again because they're too upsetting. But they're still my favorites. <laughs> I mean... But that makes sense. Like, just because you really appreciate something doesn't mean that... Because it's always there in your heart. It's always there in your mm-hmm. memory. It haunts me. Right? Well, <laughs> I guess that's not so ideal. Yeah. <laughs> but Black Panther, I do want to see again. Black Panther, we're definitely going to see it again. Maybe we should do a double feature of, like, Black Panther and then Thor Ragnarok again. Yes, our two fakes. I know. They're so... This year was just phenomenal in terms of Spider-Man Homecoming and then Thor Ragnarok, Wonder Woman, sorry, Wonder Woman, and Spider-Man Homecoming and Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther. Like, this is probably the biggest movie for MCU so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm in awe. I've had so much fun. I mean, not that Wonder Woman is part of MCU, but in terms of, like, this has just been a really big year for superhero movies. Yeah. If you like superhero movies and you're sick of the same old shit, this was a good year for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Because every single one did something different. Mm-hmm. And every single one, in some capacity, tried to um, increase representation. Yes. And, like, branch out and not just be the same old, same old. Yes. Yeah, they're all so good. Damn. Like, part of me wants to be like, oh, my God, stop making superhero movies. And I still feel that way sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm like, oh, good. Exactly what the world needs. Like, I don't Ant-Man 2. Yeah, I was like... I don't want to. I didn't see the first Ant-Man. I didn't see the first Ant-Man I'm pulling either. up a list of uh, MCU movies. MCU movies. Because there's some, like, I know that I haven't seen. But Put them in, um, well, either chronological in terms of, like, Marvel chronology or order in which they came out. All right. Uh, I'm pulling up the first the first result. It says, uh, here's how to watch the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological I've order. I've done from, that. From Digital Spy. I um, did that in 2015. Great. Mm-hmm. So, th- and this is... Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> Excuse you, laptop. Ads. <laughs> Ads. Um, I heard Google's going to start, um, like, dinging websites for I having saw autoplay that. ads. Which I'm, is... I'm so excited. Every time there's a noise that I did not invite, I'm just like, fuck you. You can put anything on my screen. Yeah. Put you don't know where I am? Screen. Yeah. I could be in a, a very silent place right now. Like, I don't know the opera or maybe you're trying to listen to an episode of vodka lemonade stand and you do not appreciate being interrupted by a toothpaste ad exactly just saying anyway (laughs) so yeah i pulled up a list of um mcu universe in chronological order and dang it there isn't a lot of content in here like a lot but i'm here for it yeah because okay what do we have coming down the pike we have the second Ant-Man movie, we have um, Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is coming out on the Marvel side of things? Uh, this says there's another Spider-Man. Oh, duh. Um, another Avengers? 
Beyond After Infinity, Infinity War. War. Oh. Uh, and a third, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right. Okay. That makes sense. In addition to the Ant-Man mm-hmm. and the Wasp. Yeah. That we saw the trailer for mm-hmm. ahead of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of TV, but I'm going to skip the TV because yeah. we're focusing on films. Yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, part of me is like, this feels really opportunistic and irritating and how many superhero movies can we possibly see in one year and care about in one year? But this year, they did really well and I cared about all of them except Justice League. Did not see Justice League. Did no, not yeah. care to see Justice Even League. Even Jason Momoa couldn't get me to see Justice League. Even Gal Gadot couldn't get me uh, to see yeah. Justice League. Even the combination. I know. Because Ben Jason Affleck, Momoa, every Gal time Gadot. I see his face, I'm just like, I want to punch you. Yeah. And I don't think that's, like, a unique experience to no, me. No, that's pretty common. So, like, if they lose Ben Affleck, we will have a very... Actually, and Henry Cavill. I love... Okay, there was this really incredible... This is such an aside, but it's relevant. Um, there was a really great... I think it was a Vulture article about Henry Cavill and how he was never really supposed to be a leading man. Like, he doesn't mm. have the acting chops mm-hmm. to be a leading man, but he looks like a leading man. So yeah. he's been pigeonholed yeah. into this leading man... Um, like typecast, mm-hmm. even though he can't pull it off at all. Like he was meant to be just that like the beautiful. Job. I know because he's so him. so beautiful, but he's such a shitty Superman. Like so so shitty. Yeah, I can't even say that. I I think I I fell asleep during the Superman movie that he was in, oh. and then I never finished it. Man of Steel. Yeah. Mm. I saw Batman versus Superman, and that's like three hours of my life I'm never getting back. I'm sorry for your loss. I know, me too, actually. <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, DC's casting has been suspect, but we're not talking about DC right we're now. Talking we're talking about, about Marvel. Marvel. Um, I am really excited about Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's it, with um, Brie, Brie, Brie Larson, yeah. Brie, Brie Larson. Yes. I don't know who Brie Newsom is. I don't know. Oh, no, I do. She's an activist. Oh, okay, cool. I follow on Twitter. That's a different Brie. (laughs) That is a different Brie. You should follow her on Twitter, too. Hmm. Okay. I also think we should really quickly um, at least say our, like, top five Marvel movies or top three. We don't have to rank all of them because some of them aren't worth ranking, like Thor 2, Mm -hmm. which Dark World, Mm -hmm. another, like, two and a half hours of my life I'm never getting back. Um, But maybe we should do, like, our top couple, and then we'll do recaps that yeah. you haven't seen. Okay, so I'd say my tops. I'm ready. I think I'm going to put, how I'm feeling right now, Black Panther is tied with Thor Ragnarok for top. Okay. So those are like tops. Mm-hmm. I'm also a big fan of the first Captain America movie because I okay. love a period piece. Mm-hmm. That's part of why I liked Wonder Woman. Yep. Um, So that's up there. I thoroughly enjoyed, oh my gosh, I couldn't even tell you how much I enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. That's also up there. And then out of the rest of them, I have a fondness for Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that I'm going to round out my top five with okay. that one. Solid. Um, okay. I don't know if I'm going to be able to order these. I think that's going to be fine. too upsetting for me. But um, definitely 100% Black Panther. It was, I think the best thing you can say about Black Panther is that it was something that was totally unlike anything else mm-hmm. in MCU. Mm-hmm. And I think that is... Just incredible that they have been making these movies for so long mm-hmm. um, and are able to add something so new and fresh to the mix. Like, yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Which is good because sometimes I'm like, did I see that movie? I don't know. They're all the same to me. I don't have that feeling, but I have a lot of love for superhero movies more than probably the average bear. Um, okay. So Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming. Thor Ragnarok. There's going to be a lot of overlap here because mm-hmm. Anne and I have very We've seen a lot of these together. Awesome taste we have. <laughs> it's true. Um, and then for me, the diversion is or the the wild card. Yeah. Well, not wild card because I think um, a lot of people think that Captain America: Winter Soldier is one of the best Marvel mm-hmm. movies, and I it was my favorite for a long time mm-hmm. until probably 2018, 2017, mm-hmm. 2018 when all of the rest of this stuff started happening. Um, like Black Panther and mm, Spider-Man mm-hmm. Homecoming. Um, who takes my last spot, Anne? Um, I like Guardians of the Galaxy, but I don't love Guardians you, yeah, of the you Galaxy. Yeah, like, you don't love it. You, what, what about any of the Iron Mans? Are you drawn to those? 
How'd you feel about Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange was fine. The Iron Man movies are fine. Like, I recognize that they're good movies and they're well done, but I haven't felt the same way mm. about them. Any of the other Captain Americas? Mm. The original the original four movie. <laughs> I actually do have a really soft spot in my heart for the first Thor movie. One, because I think it's hilarious that Kenneth Branagh mm. directed it. Kenneth Branagh, who plays Professor Lockhart in yeah. Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets. And Hamlet. And, and Hamlet. Hamlet and Hamlet. And directed Hamlet, <laughs> in which he played Hamlet. Um, it's just so funny to me that this like very traditional theater trained British actor directed the first Thor movie. I don't know. Yeah. That just like cracks me up conceptually. Um, and I think everyone loves a good like outsider trope, like where Thor goes to the coffee shop and he's from Asgard. And so when he gets to the diner and someone gives him a cup of coffee, he drinks it and then throws it on the floor and says, another, like <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> That's a good gift. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's just something really charming about the fish out of water thing that Thor does. But that movie is hindered by how much their romance sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I might fill in, even though, and I'm going to recognize how much we have, um, or like, it sounds so dramatic to say the world has changed, but like, I think we all feel very differently about the Avengers than we did when it came out. Mm-hmm. One, because we feel very differently about Joss Whedon oh, yeah. than we did when it came out. Um, and I think a lot of um, problematic choices that he made were emphasized in Age of Ultron, um, especially where Black Widow is concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a really, really funny post on Tumblr that's like reimagining the dialogue between Bruce Banner and um, Black Widow when they're in um, what's his face? Uh, oh my God, God, Clint! I didn't see the movies. So oh no, know. sorry. Okay, um, Clint Hawkeye's when they're in <laughs> Hawkeye's house. Him or Bruce Banner and Black Widow are having a conversation about their apparent love for each other i don't know came out of fucking nowhere um and there's this um screen cap where someone filled in the dialogue and was like i wish joss whedon had remembered that i am an actualized character and not a boobs trampoline Mm -hmm. for romantic you know like stupid shit um so anyway getting all of that out of the way like i think avengers was a breakout movie in a different way than the first Iron Man was. Like, the first Iron Man really, like, started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Avengers was the key to everything that has come next. Like, the success of the Avengers. Like, if Avengers hadn't been successful, we never would have gotten Black Panther. We true. never would have gotten so many of these other spin off movies. Because how many people had heard of Black Panther, the character? Like, it was, yeah, it wasn't one. Of, I mean, I had barely heard of Iron Man barely yeah um but i do think we have the success of the avengers to thank for a lot of what's come after um so i will include the avengers even though i recognize the aspects of it are problematic and that joss whedon is kind of a douche canoe terrible person but um i think it was a really important movie in mcu and so it will round out my top five. That was a really, really long, <laughs> long explanation of my top five. I so it, sorry. Um, so I'm going to list different MCU movies I haven't oh, seen. Oh, God. And I'm asking you to sum them up for me in okay. as few words as possible. I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best. I haven't um, seen most yeah. of the ones that Anne. Actually, I think all of the ones that Anne has not seen, I have only seen once mm-hmm. and in theaters when they came out. So this is all gonna, also going to be a test of all, if you remember. my memory. Um, I don't think I saw The Incredible Hulk with um, Mark Ruffalo. There wasn't an Incredible there was, Hulk. No, oh, that's with. Um, that was with Eric. No, 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 no. Um, Edward Norton. Oh, I did see that. Never mind. It was just so long ago. But it, like, doesn't even count because they recast yeah, Hulk. Like, yeah. I don't even At think that point, movie should. Count. Yeah. Who put this on this list? Uh, Digital Spy did. I saw 75% of The Winter Soldier, but I didn't see the end. What? I know. I was what? very tired that day. What? And <laughs> we got it. I just, like, was watching it on TV. <laughs> and then I fell asleep when I missed the end. We might have to break up our podcast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Continue moving forward. 
Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Um, okay. Winter Soldier. So this is going to be hard for me to recap quickly because I do love Winter mm-hmm. Soldier. Mm-hmm. So the premise mm-hmm. of Winter Soldier is it completely shifted the entire MCU. And I think one of the coolest things about Winter Soldier was how it affected what was happening in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like... I think a lot of times the movie verse and the TV verse like really don't have a lot mm. to do with mm-hmm. each other. And this was the one time when they absolutely did. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really cool, even though I didn't love the direction that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went in after Winter Soldier. But mm-hmm. just because, you know, they became like rebel vigilantes and it's mm. like, well, that's not as fun as being part of a secret government society. <laughs> like, it's just not. Um But the premise of Winter Soldier is that they find out that um, Hydra, the, like... The evil guys. The evil guys from the first Captain America movie um, have continued. Mm -hmm. They were not extinguished. Mm -hmm. They are still alive and well and embedded in S.H.I.E.L.D. And they have a... um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Well, yeah, but they, like try and overturn everything. A coup. Yeah, yeah. They try and, like, coup (laughs) shield. Um, So, and I think the other really cool thing that Winter Soldier did was um, kind of draw on the, like, buddy film thing, where after we'd been introduced to all of these characters in the Avengers... Um, we no longer had like solo solo movies, mm-hmm. so Captain America's companion in Winter Soldier was Black Widow, mm-hmm. and they had like a really fun um, relationship. And then Sam Wilson, mm-hmm. aka uh, Falcon, who's one of my favorite characters in MCU, mm-hmm. um, they just had like a really fun dynamic, the three of them, and they're kind of like on this chase trying to track down the winter soldier and trying to track down these hydra operatives and um then the winter soldier i think is a fascinating character his history is you know being steve rogers's best friend being bucky and then falling off the train and then being captured by the ussr and then being brainwashed and turning into an assassin like that's just like crazy shit it is um and it's really interesting i think to see captain america's weakness for the first time because this is when he's really tested like he knows that this guy has done a lot of bad shit Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day he's his best friend so um you see his sort of like moral dilemma that he goes through throughout the movie trying to like save him Mm -hmm. um and then like the biggest thing i think that happens in um captain america winter soldier with the um or in addition to the whole like hydra reveal is that black widow turns over all of the shield documents on the internet she is like, you know what? Actually, I think keeping all of the secret information is really bad. And so now everyone can access she, it. She pulls a Snowden. She does. She does pull a Snowden. Um, but then it's like kind of, it's like she would have pulled a Snowden if like, I don't know, our intelligence agencies had actually been like evil Nazis. Uh, you know, yes. like it's a, it's a step above, right? Yeah. Um, So Captain America, I think, was sort of an interesting exploration of some of the things that our society is going through with information and secrecy. Mm -hmm. And um, sort of the other aspect was that um, the S.H.I.E.L.D. had, well, Hydra slash S.H.I.E.L.D. had created these things that could, like, recognize people as potential threats and, like, kill them. Yikes. Um, so like where sort of the role of government is in keeping people safe, like Ah. it, it had a lot of, and I think some people thought it was sort of heavy handed in its, Mm. um, sort of like metaphor, I guess. And, um, I mean, I can definitely see that, but I think it was also just, it was a very ambitious movie and I think they did most of it very, very well. That was very long. That was not <laughs> short. But I love the Winter Soldier. Possible I love Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I did not see Avengers Age of Ultron. <sighs> Avengers Age of Ultron was such a slog. Oh, my God. Okay. So 
Avengers Age of Ultron was sort of the beginning of the what ended up happening in Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. where um, Captain America and Iron Man have like very different perceptions of what superheroes' roles should be. Mm-hmm. Um, because Captain America came from a time when they were fighting war and it was like, take no prisoners and was just like very real in a way that Iron Man, I mean, also, I guess coming from war, like he was kidnapped in Afghanistan. Right. Um, But I don't know, just the difference between 1940 and, you know, the two thousands, like they just came from very different times. Um, And so they butt heads Mm -hmm. a lot in how they think their role should be um so bruce banner and tony stark do something and turn jarvis aka um tony stark's ai who like runs his house Mm -hmm. um into this like super powerful crazy omnipotent omniscient like bad guy who can like infiltrate anything over the internet and just fuck shit up. Oh no. Right. Um, and so they're like, Oh great. We have created this thing that we can't really kill because it's not really like a corporeal like yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and so, Oh my God. Do I even remember what happens though? No. Um, (laughs) I think I'm also mixing up Captain America Civil War a little bit with Age of Ultron because um, they decided to turn Captain America Civil War into an ensemble movie, Mm -hmm. even though it's a Captain America movie. Mm -hmm. So they kind of like bleed together. I see. Um, But another thing that happened was the whole like Bruce Banner, Black Widow thing. And Mm. it was super dumb. You weren't here for it. It was super dumb. Um, Hold on. I'm going to look up Age of Ultron to see how terribly... I um, just butchered <laughs> the plot of that movie because I think I, I did a really bad job. But we're going to see how bad of a job I did. Um, yeah, this movie came out in 2015. That was three years ago. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to remember three years ago? I don't know. I don't know either. I see too many superhero movies. Yeah, they. <laughs> if you see too many with all the same cast, oh, they start to Oh, okay. Age of Ultron was also the introduction to Elizabeth Olsen's character. Ah, the other Olsen. Huh? The, the other, other Olsen, yeah. Um, and then um, the guy Quicksilver. who runs really fast. Quicksilver, yeah. Stark and Banner discover an artificial intelligence within a scepter's gem and complete Stark's Ultron global defense program. Mm. Um, and then sentient Ultron, believing he must eradicate humanity to save Earth, eliminates Oof. Jarvis and attacks ah. the Avengers at their headquarters. No. Um, blah, blah, blah. Destruction. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it's just like a slog. Too much. It's just, yeah. Oh, I think that is when they start, like, the event, like, Avengers, like, headquarters training facility, mm-hmm. though. So, mm-hmm. where Peter Parker there you ends go. up. There you go. Um, okay, so this movie was super dumb. Let's just move past it and move to Civil War, presumably. Oh, yeah. Did something. you ever see Ant-Man? I didn't see the first okay. Ant-Man. We're skipping it then. Uh, what happened in Civil War? Okay. And what happened in Civil War that leads up to Black Panther? Okay. So Civil War had the funniest memes of any (laughs) Avengers movie because they announced Civil War so long before any information about the movie came out. So people were like imagining the different scenarios that would pit Captain America and Iron Man against each other. And one of my favorites was Captain America saying, Benedict Cumberbatch is the best Sherlock. (laughs) (laughs) And Iron Man being like, what? Because of course, Robert Downey Jr. played Sherlock in those weird Sherlock Holmes movies with Jude Law. Yeah. Um, And then another really funny one was, um, I don't know, Iron Man says something bad about Bucky and Captain America's like, say what? And it's like (laughs) Captain America Civil War. Um, So those were like the two really funny memes that came out of it. I'm sure there were more. I I saw them on Tumblr, but I didn't, I didn't ever see the movie. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Captain America Civil War. So pitting Iron Man and Captain America against each other because... And this is going to be sort of like a weird, because I actually just explained this to Anne yesterday. So we're going to see 
how much my summary differs from the one I gave (laughs) last night. Um, But basically, they disagree foundationally on what their role should be as superheroes. So Mm -hmm. Iron Man thinks that they need to have oversight. They need to be, they need to have jurisdiction. They need to like, I don't know, not be vigilante superheroes, right? Um, And Captain America coming from World War II has a very different perspective on it and is Mm -hmm. like, you know, why would we trust other people to have oversight over us? Like, we're, you know, the last line of defense. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, the good guys. Like, why should we need any sort of, like, bureaucratic intervention? Because, to be fair, in his experience, bureaucratic intervention is real bad. Bad news. Um, Very bad news. Especially coming off of Captain America Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah, Hydra has been here the entire time and kills everyone, right? Can't trust your government. Um, So they are at a UN conference um where bucky aka winter soldier Mm -hmm. is framed for an explosion that kills the king of wakanda which is how we lead t'challa's dad which is how we lead into black panther this is our introduction to black panther um because he believes the framing Mm -hmm. and goes after bucky and cap's team is like defending bucky and also freedom i guess and the american <laughs> and captain america or not captain america iron man's team is like also against bucky um but then black panther's like kind of doing his own shit mm-hmm. like he doesn't really care what iron yeah man's black team panther is doing. and iron man are not natural allies no no he's like definitely doing his own thing oh yeah someone turns on the winter soldiers like Ooh, crazy kill switch uh-oh. like like brainwash switch mm-hmm. so that's really bad um and that's how he ends up because the like final final end of credit scene, cut scene in second cut scene. black panther is you see um shuri with the winter soldier bucky barnes in wakanda uh-huh. because he uh-huh. had been sent there in like exile to atone yeah they i think they put uh, according to what i read on wikipedia uh, they put Bucky in a cryogenic state until they could figure out how to undo his programming, mm-hmm. which it seems like Shuri was likely able to undo. Yeah, it was Asylum. She's great. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, because earlier in the film, she'd made some comment when they were healing uh, Agent Ross after he took a bullet for Nakia. Yeah. She's like, oh, another broken white boy to fix. Um, mm-hmm. And the first broken white boy was Bucky. I think the Sokovia thing happened in... Age of Ultron, not Civil have. War. I think it did. I didn't see either of these movies, yeah, so I, I trust you. Trust you. <laughs> I shouldn't trust you. I don't know why I am. Um, because that's, I think, where... Yeah, exactly. That's where the whole conversation about oversight is even coming from. Uh, because they blew up an entire fucking I city. See. I see. Um, so, I mean, fictional city, Sokovia, like, whatever. But um, it's very real to them. Is it in, is it in Genovia? <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> Can I tell you my favorite <laughs> anecdote about Genovia? Yes. In or during a One Direction concert in Canada, Harry Styles was asked to sing the Canadian <laughs> national anthem, and he sang it to the tune of the Genovian Gen- national. No, <laughs> the uh, land I call my home. Um, <laughs> everybody's favorite fictional kingdom anyway. from Princess Diaries. <laughs> I asked my mom once if Genovia was a real place, and she was like, do you mean Geneva? And I was like, no, I don't. No Genovia, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, so basically the plot of Civil War is Steve being like, my friend Bucky, like, no, you can't hurt him. You can't have him. And Captain America and Black Panther being like, fuck you, asshole. He killed a bunch of people. Oh, and also Iron Man finds out that the Winter Soldier was responsible for his parents' death. So That's he assassinated. Yeah, that was the Batman moment. Um, but also he was brainwashed, so it like, wasn't really his fault. Yeah. So like, layers. Um, Captain America was friends with Iron Man, his parents. He was. He was friends with his yeah. parents. His dad was the guy from Mamma Mia. Yeah. That was the first thing I had seen him in. So that's just <laughs> what I see every time I see him. I'm like, you're the guy from Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of the plot of Civil War is... They don't like each other. They're disagreeing. It's very annoying for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we want Winter Soldier to be okay because Sebastian Stan is so oh, cute. Yeah. He's so cute and so tortured. Dreamy. He showered, it looked like, mm-hmm. at the end of Black Panther. Yeah. So he looked even better than normal. I cracked my eyes and I was like, oh, it's the first time he showered since 1945. It was very funny. I laughed. 
Okay, that's my really, really shitty explanation of Civil War. Excellent. Now we're all caught up. Perfect. This, okay, so this next segment comes from two different places. One is that I've been rewatching The Good Wife, and I'll get to Perfect. that. Second being I, so the way Anne and I sort of divide our labor for mm-hmm. this podcast is she's like the technical side of things. And I'm I got like, the laptop, I got the <laughs> wires, I got the headphones. Um, and I will take responsibility for more like the content side of things, mm-hmm. like the planning and the episode descriptions, episode descriptions and the final listen mm-hmm. and um social media outreach yeah exactly (laughs) um so i was listening to our most recent episode about teen vampires Mm -hmm. and due to three vodka lemonades i didn't (laughs) entirely remember some of the content um so i was listening to it and i was like "Ooh, baby like they're a little spicy it got a little spicy and my mom and i had been talking earlier on in the week and she was like are you concerned about this podcast um having any sort of impact on your future like I have political aspirations I have to Mm -hmm. like and even just like with anyone in any job like yeah people people look up on you you. I look at candidates um LinkedIn's to see if they match their resumes Mm -hmm. and like occasionally we'll google them yeah so um I started thinking about it and I decided that and Anne and I talked about this actually on our way to see Black Panther I decided that it doesn't matter because right now we are experiencing mm-hmm. the worst presidency mm-hmm. ever where literally everyone is a criminal. Mm-hmm. And so me talking about fan fiction, even like in a kind of explicit, inappropriate yeah. way, just feels very insignificant. At least you've never paid a sex worker $130,000 to keep a secret. I've never done that. I never intend to do that. Um, And there are just so many other things, like Rob Porter and being a domestic, like a serial domestic abuser. And just deciding that it doesn't matter, it just blows my mind. It's... And, like, a lot of these indictments, like, these people are actual criminals. They Mm -hmm. lied to the FBI. They're criminals. Mm -hmm. So... This podcast, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I don't think people are going to go back and be like, Lita. Yeah. What do you, or Miss Fuller Marashi, what do you have to say about the podcast episode from 2018? In 2018, you said that. <laughs> I just, like, can't really. Miss Kirkpatrick, you said Michael B. Jordan can get it. What did you mean by that? Oh, my God. Okay. So. This actually, like, comes from two different areas, though. So I, I've been rewatching The Good Wife, which is my favorite show of all time. It's amazing. Ooh. Um, high bar. I you watch a lot of shows. I fucking love I know I do. <laughs> but The Good Wife is amazing. And in um, one of the more recent episodes that I rewatched, Diane Lockhart is running for a judgeship mm-hmm. or is being considered for a judgeship. So she asks someone to do opposition, opposition research for her, on her, um, to sort of know what might come up in the campaign. So the um, fabulous Eli Gold, played by Alan Cumming, mm-hmm. um, shows up at her office and starts reading Vampire Diaries fan fiction. Excellent. And Diane Lockhart is like, I don't, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and he's like, this came from your IP address. Like, this came from your house. Mm-hmm. And it... Um, is revealed that it was her housekeeper. Her housekeeper has been writing Vampire Diaries fan fiction at her house. And he was like, it's the ridicule factor. (laughs) And I just thought this was really funny because I literally have Vampire Diaries fan fiction Uh on the internet that I have written. You can find it if you're super wily. Um, Yeah, I'm about to download like the fan fiction that you sent me last week. So that's going to be on my computer. Like, we're already in too deep. Yeah, (laughs) it's so true. Um, So... I was thinking about it a lot this week between that Good Wife episode and the conversation I had with my mom and then the conversation I had with Anne. And I think our generation is going to be super different in terms of what we care about in our um, elected officials. Mm -hmm. Because, one, we're going to have this hideously low bar from all of these, again, criminals. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I just don't think we're going to have the same like weird family values bullshit. Like, yeah, charade. Exactly. Like we're going to be concerned about things that matter, not things that matter on the surface, like ridicule factor. Yeah. So, uh, make fun of us all you want. 
we're still gonna pursue our dreams we don't give a shit like this and is those dreams might include <laughs> elected office yeah so deal with it this is fun for us it's very authentically us mm-hmm. we're not putting on any airs. this is me now <laughs> um and this is something that we're proud of. We're not embarrassed, although sometimes we might be embarrassed a little bit when we mm-hmm. listen to it sober and are like, ooh, yikes. Um, <laughs> but also, like, if Al Franken can get elected to the Senate after being on SNL for a decade, yep. like, we're fine. You're not wrong. And that was, like, a very different time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Franken's career in SNL is not what ended his Senate career. Nope. His uh, deeds as a creep yep. are what ended his Senate career. So just don't be creepy and we'll do it. Um, so that's like a little follow up to last week and also like a funny good wife tie in. I felt very attacked when he was talking about the ridicule <laughs> factor of Vampire Diaries fan fiction. Excuse me. Like, fuck you, sir. Me. Like, I, I was joking with my friend Becca the other day because I was like, the constituents are going to know exactly what I'm doing in my spare time. And it's reading fan fiction. Mm-hmm. It's not like committing fraud or Mm -hmm. you know like i'm not doing anything shady you know exactly where i am i'm gonna be in my bed reading fan fiction like that should be reassuring yeah right yeah that's your golf (laughs) it is it is my golf um anyway that's that's just what it is just wanted to like update (laughs) and put everything on the record that we're proud of what we're doing and what we say here has no bearing on our um capability to Mm -hmm. this is a safe space it is it's a safe space and we're also not defined by what we say here even though like it is very i don't know very true to us and very Mm -hmm. authentic but like this has no bearing on our professional careers like yeah those two things are unrelated just because i read a lot of gay fan fiction doesn't mean i can't you know go on to be a great leader so yeah the end. Thank you. <laughs> I think all very of our much. leaders, all of our future leaders should f- read fan fiction. I mean, that's like the most harmless activity you can do, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, read and write. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do that too. Have mm-hmm. some imagination. I love it. Okay. So, wrapping up. Ow. Yes. On to our. Sorry, my hip Signature game. Woohoo. We still don't have a name. If you we guys don't. think of a name, tweet us. I was going to ask that. Yeah. At Vodka Lem Stand. Mm-hmm. If you have a game, a name for our game. A name for our game. <laughs> uh, let us know because we were trying to brainstorm and It's failed. very hard. It's a really complicated game <laughs> conceptually. Yeah. So. so basically the rules are we take um, some public figures of a theme. In the past we've gone with like podcast hosts, uh, senators, mayors, things like that mm-hmm. of that nature. And we take a fandom um, such as Vampire Diaries, Riverdale, anything fun. And we decide, you know, what are these public figures' favorite characters within this fandom? And how do they engage? So it's pretty exciting. It's pretty fun to speculate. And this time around, we've selected as our drum roll uh, <laughs> public figures the final four women on The Bachelor uh, on Hometowns mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, Black Panther, since it's what we've been talking about. So the question is, uh, what are... Uh, Kendall, mm-hmm. Becca K, mm-hmm. Tia, mm-hmm. and Lauren B's very favorites in Black Panther. Okay. Who do you want to start with? Um, let's start with uh, Lauren B. <laughs> okay. Dolesville. Uh-huh. Makes sense yeah. to start there. Yeah. We don't want to end there. <sighs> Who would Lauren B... Okay. What we know about Lauren B is she's the most boring person the world has that's ever what, seen. That's all we've seen from her. Yeah. She had an engagement, and he broke up with her, and now she has trust issues, mm. apparently. Mm-hmm. Actually, she's been engaged twice, and she's 25. Interesting. I know. She's a heartbreaker. Apparently. Well, she, she gets keeps her getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She is um, stunning. She's very pretty. Mm-hmm. She's got like a glow about her. She does. She Her outfits are excellent. Mm-hmm. She's soft-spoken. She has a she quiet is. voice. She is soft-spoken. Who would Lauren B's favorite Black Panther character mm. be? I almost wonder if it's not anybody from the main cast. Like, just sort of like somebody who has played a supporting role and then faded back into the background. Because I guess that's how I think of Lauren B as a background character. I mean, that's fair. She's definitely a background character on the show, even though she very well might win. Mm-hmm. 
um, because he's enamored with her lack of personality. But sometimes what what we end up coming down to is like, what is like an aspirational character for this person? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in the sense of like having like loved and lost or loved and having to put it on hold. um, Being Lupita. Yeah. Yeah. Nakia. Mm hmm. Um, so that's where I'm kind of settling down on. I think that makes sense. Yeah. That definitely makes sense to me. I think, um, Nakia is a lot more, like, intrepid and mm-hmm. adventurous. Yeah. But maybe that's what Lauren B, like, wants to be, and she's not yet. I can see that. Okay. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where are we going next? Uh, Becca K. Becca K. Becca K is also pretty dull. She's charming. I'm not gonna lie. She's, she's fun. charming. She wears very flowy dresses. Well, I guess I can go a couple different ways. Mm -hmm. One, I just really want someone's favorite character to be the general. Mm. Okoye? Mm-hmm. She's lovely. Yes. She's amazing. Um, But I don't think she's the right fit for Becca K. But I'm hoping... Would she be a better fit for Tia? I might say yes. Yeah. Tia's like someone who's not afraid to be brutally honest. Yep. Even if it means being like, hey, I'm going to warn you about this person's intentions. Yeah. Which we saw in the last episode of The Bachelor. We did. And um, the general, like, gives no fucks and, mm-hmm. like, basically threatened to kill her yeah. husband slash boyfriend slash partner person. Um, because he was admittedly on the very he wrong side of things. staging a coup. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm loyal to my country and not to you. So, like, better choose, Get bud. your shit together. Yeah. Call off the crazy the, the rhinos. rhinos. The rhino's clad in vibranium armor. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that for Tia. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's just skip back a K briefly because I feel like Kendall will be easier. Mm-hmm. Kendall is lovely. She's very quirky. She's into taxidermy. <laughs> she's also very empathetic. She she's is. someone who would like to hang out with. But yeah, she's a little, she's also a little out there. <laughs> She is. I think Shuri. I think that's where I'm leaning yeah. for Kendall. Shuri, she's like, yeah, she's like young, full of energy, um, kind of kooky, also like willing to be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, but fun. She's very fun. And she's charming and cute. Yeah. And has that emotional side mm-hmm. that she doesn't necessarily show on the surface mm. but when she feels compelled to intervene she does yes um and i think that very much Call rings to true action. yeah exactly okay so now we have to go back to becca k i don't know what are like becca k's defining characteristics really aside from being any. just like generally pleasing um that's <laughs> agent ross <laughs> agent ross he's there he's nice you know he'll do you a favor and he's not gonna upset you sure <laughs> maybe it's like tie between agent ross and t'challa because becca's yeah. like kind of basic so she would like the main, the main character, character which there's nothing wrong with like i no. love t'challa like Sir, yeah i'm not basic hell i mean i think <laughs> i think that was just evidenced by the conversation we had not five minutes ago um does that wrap up our evening i think that does so um coming up next week i think we have landed on catfish yes i think we're gonna do catfish we talked about something else too but It'll come to us. Now I don't remember. We need to write things down. <laughs> hey, mental note. <laughs> write things down so you well, don't remember. make a mess. Actually, write down. Write write things down. Well, I'm gonna way. listen to this later, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I said write things down. Perfect. Perfect. So I'm gonna use this as a way to like keep myself accountable. Fabulous. Uh, yeah. So till next time, you can follow us on Twitter at vodka stand. Let us know what you love, and if you have a suggestion for names, uh, for games. Or suggestions for future podcast topics. Always. We're always hungry for more. We, like, don't promise we'll do it, but, like, we will definitely take it under consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Cheers. Our glasses are empty, but we're still going to do this. (laughs) Bye. Bye.